0: Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and
1: acclimating, so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week.
0: Hi, guys. Hey, hey. So last week, y'all heard us talk at length, not maybe not at length, but quite a bit about Jay Park and his founding of the AOMG music label. And this week... We're focusing on the little brother, sister, cousin, relative of AMG, Higher Music, which was founded or started in 2017. So for, sorry, I got tripped out because the file stopped converting for the other one. So we are going, I think this episode, not to be biased or anything, but might be a little bit more fun for us to talk through. I think we're a little bit more into the music of these artists, even though we, I think you could tell by last week's episode, we were really into the artists that we mentioned for AOMG, but I think Higher is kind of like where our true hearts are at. So mm-hmm. we hope you enjoy this episode and Laura.
1: I'm just excited. Let's get it.
0: <laughs> okay, Jungkook. So like Kathy
1: mentioned, Hire was founded in 2017 and this time, Hire was founded by J Park and Chacha Malone. Chacha Malone is a
0: uh, friend. Oh yeah, long time uh, friend and b-boy buddy of J Park's. Yes.
1: Yeah, basically the difference between AMG and Hire is that AMG is more towards Korea. And with Hire, J Park and Chacha Malone wanted to take something outside of Korea. So they signed artists in Korea and outside.
0: And also, Cha Cha Malone, you automatically associate him to anything that has to do with J Park, but he's actually produced a lot of music outside of J Park's <laughs> cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> he's worked with Red Velvet, he's worked with EXO, he's worked with uh, Woods, you. like he's worked with big people. Cha Cha is sought out. So, I need a Cha Cha Beat Boy is just the T. For Korea. Mm-hmm.
1: And higher, the name basically comes from the artist's goal to keep growing and to get to the next level. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the idea behind higher too.
0: And if you notice that they uh, replace the, the letter I for the number one, you know that they don't just want to go to the next level. <laughs> they want to go to the top <laughs> and be number one. And they pretty much are in our hearts. So
1: <laughs> and technically they want label of the year so they're not only number one in our hearts but also actually in the korean industry so who are the artists hire is like kathy said the little sibling little cousin whatever of but also
0: with all the big dick energy
1: yes so we mentioned that uh hire won label of the year in 2020 and one of the reasons why they won label of the year was because of these two huge projects that they released in 2020, which was the red tape and the blue tape, which was basically a collaboration between all of the artists in the label, which if you've ever been in a group project, that shit is hard. So imagine all these men with like their own personalities, their own like, ideas and all of their styles trying to make a cohesive not one album but two cohesive albums it's a lot yeah jay park says that it was one of the hardest things he's ever done but that it is also one of the things that he is most proud of so basically the red tape came out first i believe and it is the hard side of the release it was very rap heavy very like the beats were like in your face like one of the main songs that came out was the purge and if you've heard the purge it's like in your face we want to fight come here kind of thing the blue tape on the other hand is very soft more mainstream. It was really great because they did a whole bunch of promo together. And some of the best content for hire came out of these two albums because they were whole ass albums. There weren't many albums. No, they were whole ass albums. And so it kind of showcased their like sibling situation. AOMG also has this sibling family feel to it. But with higher it just kind of felt like big brothers and little brothers because the age range of the artists within higher is crazy but anyway for well in red tape kathy want to mention what we consider the standout song of the red tape
0: i mean i think it goes without saying telefono the remix is the hardest song and the best song and actually the way that laura hooked me into these motherfuckers (laughs) motherfuckers <laughs> like that cool. she was like you need to listen to this song and i was like oh look at god <laughs> my <laughs> life was transformed my brother before he became a hater and was like oh you and your korean music stuff he heard that song and even he was like bopping along to it he's like oh yo no tengo okay i see them i see mm-hmm. it yeah the
1: music video or the lyrics video is also super cute they were dancing even though some of them can't it was just cute can i just
0: say it's harry's song and then you know harry like graciously lent it to everybody so they could have the best song on the whole tape thank you
1: and then for the blue tape two stand out to be afternoon and oscar they also have music videos and they're pretty good one last thing that i would like to mention is when somebody asked jay park one of the reasons or how he was able to get these two projects out he basically said that he relied heavily on ph1 and sick ph1 and sick are two of the founding artists and they're the ones that jay park depends on the most because they're the ones that are able to consistently come out with music Mm -hmm. Uh, and they've been proven for many years they've been with him for many years so he relied heavily on both of them like kathy mentioned telefono was from ph1 and then in the blue tape uh it was rsvp by ck that was kind of like the remixes the older songs that they brought in in and try to give new life to with that we've done these episodes focusing more on the artist rather than the history of the label because we think the artists are the heart of the label like yeah we could tell you like bullet points about when they were signed on like how much revenue these labels make but like honestly I don't really care about that and the artists are more interesting to talk about so we are going to start with PH1 and Kathy's going to take the lead. I'm not on this ready. I'm <laughs> not ready. Laura, you
0: can't do this to me and put me on the spot like this. <laughs> do you want me to start? Because I can start. Uh, yes.
1: Okay, okay. So PH1 was actually not the first artist that I heard on higher. Because that was sick, K. But Ph1 is the one that I related to the most. I guess you could say he is not actually Korean American, but he lived in the U.S. and I believe his family still lives here, so he's pretty Americanized. Um, he speaks perfect English, so it was easy to relate to him because he could do uh, interviews in English. And you liked his, his
0: voice for putting he- you to sleep
1: like his voice. His voice is perfect for podcasts. His voice is perfect for reading books. Like I just want to have his voice in my ear. It's very calming. He has a super calm way of talking. And that's one of the things that I like. His music to me is vibey, but like in a good way. Mm -hmm. His topics tend to be very relatable, like about love, feeling alone, the trials and tribulations of being a human. Which anybody can relate to. And within these mix, like within the mix, he throws some heavy, like hitting songs that you're just like, PH1, what? One that comes to mind is pack it up. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't really expect that song from him, but it came from him and it was it is really good. But yeah. He sings in a mixture of, a rap, sorry, English and Korean. Now, Kathy. I'm I'm coming, I'm coming. I just,
0: I want to, I want to find the slide that you made about him. So guys, I know I talk a lot and I'm very over the top when it comes to my love for all of my biases in K-pop. But with that said, I like to be a realistic, delusional person. So... In my realistic delusion, I don't want to marry an idol. I don't want that. I don't. That's that's something that I don't want in my life. Now, when I met Harry through Loud, and I, like, if anybody listening doesn't really know, PH One's American name is Harry, which I love because most uh, Korean people that come here end up being just Daniel, and it's just like, can you get a little bit more creative? <laughs> like there are other names available. It's not just <laughs> Daniel. Thank you. So I'm really happy that his parents went with something a little bit more innovative. Where you know the culture again i i like to be very delusional but at the same time realistic and i totally think i have a shot with Harry. so (laughs) laura first of all this is how she introduced me to harry she she made like a canva thing of like you know both of the artists that we liked so about harry she said he's 31 years old because this was january 2021 So uh, his rise to fame between us, Laura just likes him. Like, that's what she wrote. Like, (laughs) I, again, I've said so many times, I had no choice but to stand. I literally had no choice. This bitch left me. No choice. That I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) and then (laughs) her wish for 2021 he should start a podcast because his voice is delish and then she added his social media handles and a couple of like really good pictures of him like arguably amazing pictures no don't argue go argue with the wall so anyway (laughs) laura had sent me this like presentation she introduced me to telefono i liked it from the first listen and i was really into him and then she goes kathy he's on get real you need to listen to these podcasts So when I started listening to Get Real, I felt head over heels for BM as a friend. I want to be his friend so badly. And I was just like, (laughs) obviously thirsting for him because he's delicious. Like nothing wrong with that. Right. But once I saw the PH1 episodes on Get Real, it was truly the end of my existence. And I knew what my goal in life was after that. Like the way this man and I are aligned on so many things and our values. And I know that he's on camera and that's not a hundred percent him, but this is also not a hundred percent me. So like, it's fine. I remember it's really funny. So Laura's uh, biases and her likes across the industry tend to fall along the lines of either leaders or people with the last name, Kim, or something, you know, along those lines. Oh, fuck so <laughs> when I said like, no, no, I'm marrying Harry. Like I, she goes, oh, you just like claimed him. Like you, you know, like, like you did not even run it by me. And I'm like, bitch, you have the whole Kim dynasty. Like what more do you want? Like I had to run this by you. And I get it that she introduced me to him, but still like, I, I I didn't think I needed permission for this one, mom. So anyway, I felt head over heels for Harry listening to the podcast. And that led me to his music. So I've listened to all of Harry's discography and that's not an exaggeration. And I'd also, (laughs) I would also like to pull what I like to call real receipts. You know how like Spotify has a whole thing, your top songs for the year Mm -hmm, or whatever. mm -hmm. So a couple of weeks ago on Instagram, I saw that there was this thing called Receiptify that you connected it to your Spotify and it could tell you like your top songs for the last month or for the last six months, or for the whole year. And I would like to show, may I approach the bench? <laughs> oh my I, will, God. <laughs> I will add these on post. But this is for last month. It's literally all PH1 one except one song. Okay? Is it? Yes. And then for all time, like the whole time, like my top all time of Spotify.
1: How long have you been on Spotify, Kathy?
0: A long time. <laughs> <laughs> is also all PH1. Like, when I found this man's music, my life changed. And also, his album X, the one that he dropped during the pandemic on 2020. So good. This album, I don't think I've ever gone as far as liking every single song in an album. But that album did it for me. Like, there's nothing wrong with this album. It's freaking flawless. Like every single song is my favorite. So Laura told me I couldn't talk for more than 15 minutes about Harry, but this is how her plan blows up in her. I would like to just mention really briefly that my favorite songs of his are like the standouts because I, I really can't pick one. But again, I started with Telefono. I really fuck very hard with Malibu. I love mm. his songs under Halo. Halo stands for Home Alone Lights Out. Yes. And he has a song called Homebody, Body, which when I heard that song, I felt seen. I felt understood. I mm. felt like validated, like call me a parking ticket because I need validation. It was just I felt for the first time in my life that I was like, someone gets me, truly understands everything that's in my head. And the whole like anti social vibe, like, yes. Cause like Harry, again, can be in a podcast and can talk to people and be in an album with like 75 people. But at the same time, he just needs his alone time. And so do I. Then I heard Nerdy Love because I think fans were like asking him for recommendations because they were like, mm-hmm. you know, we like your hip hop rap stuff, but like, do you have softer things? And he was like, yeah, you should listen to Nerdy Love. And I was like, I am a nerd and now I'm in love. Like, it, it just made sense. It's good. And then again, the whole X album. And last year, he dropped his collab with Jamie 3657, which was adorable. And then at the end of the year, he couldn't let me just finish my December in peace. No, Harry had to come in and hit me with Lately, which he did with Hoodie. And it's just the perfect melancholic, sad song for winter. It did it for me. And I am flustered. I really genuinely think this man is my soulmate. And I'm not being delusional. I'm not being dramatic. <laughs> I'm just being factual. I just, I just, just I'm going to marry this man. Like, just, just trust and believe. I will interview him one day. Something will happen. You know what? Fine. I'm, I'm fine being just friends. I am. But if I may shoot my shot, I have a little proposal for Harry in his own style, using his song names, because I think this would resonate with him. So the only thing is I didn't learn it because I'm not that weird. Like I'm gonna read it. So whatever. (laughs) I'm weird, but like the right amount of weird. Okay, get it, Kathy, get it shooting my shot in 2022. Guys, Harry, you don't know my name. And I know you don't have my (laughs) telephone. But in 2022, we can find other ways to communicate. I can tell we'd get along more than okay. And if we can set up a meet and greet, (laughs) I will pause my homebody ways, stop being antisocial, and pack it up to meet you halfway. How does Malibu sound? (laughs) I know about your super rare preferences, but as I told you, I know you would like me. I am all in for a different summer. How about you? those That's are adorable thank you <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i've shot my shot and now i think i'm going to stay quiet for the rest of the episode because i did entirely too much
1: w- with that i i'm not quite sure i anybody I just else want to move on from this yeah. i don't know I like don't know. i and my mic dropped. like i
0: i had never heard and i'm the one who's lost <laughs> <laughs> that was great that was witty. thank you thank you i
1: appreciated that
0: i think Harry would too. <laughs>
1: So moving on, I guess,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's talk
1: about what I would consider my love in higher. It was the first artist that I really liked besides J Park. Obviously, I fucking love J Park was Sikke. <laughs> so Sike is, we should talk about his music. So PH1 is calm and he's very relatable. Sike, on the other hand, is fuckboy vibe and sexy, which goes with what i like in my music to be honest like my favorite J park songs are the fuck boy vibes and the sexy ones
0: it just makes sense
1: it does so his style of rapping is like a singing songy rapping it's very post malone vibes sometimes very drake vibes he uses he uses autotune a lot he's gotten a lot of flack for his autotune and he actually did an I know I keep mentioning ODG, but like because you're seeing it through a a child who doesn't have that many prejudices. So he did this ODG video where he talked about it and he showed the kids what autotune was and all that stuff. And one of the kids was like, who cares what people think if you like it and it furthers your artistry, not in those words, but basically you should continue doing it and he's like yeah and they're like hell yeah and so he uses it as a tool like t-pain he doesn't have the vocal chops that t-pain has Mm -hmm. but he still uses it as a tool
0: he recently got
1: discharged from the military yay and his first thing was to go to freaking paris fashion week which big dick move
0: also facial hair he said oh
1: yeah now he has facial hair i'm still not quite sure how to feel about it but i'm very sold on it you do you my guy I'll still love you. And so he went to Paris Fashion Week with his (laughs) new facial hair. He said, bye, Korea. And I'm just really excited for whatever music is coming our way because I'm pretty sure something new is coming.
0: I think they're working on red tape, blue tape part two. You think, I think so? I think it's going to happen.
1: Oof, yeah. That's a lot of work.
0: Before Jay leaves, I think <clears throat> it's, he's going to do that.
1: Hopefully, because a lot of great things came out of it. And like I said, his music is very, I guess you could say American in themes. It's very, like, sexy. Sometimes he's flexing. It. like <laughs> He studied in Canada for like six months and Jay Park clowns on him because he actually has a song called Water, which is one of the standouts for me. And Jay Park clowns him because of how he pronounces water. He's like, you spent uh, this much time in Canada, yet you still can't stay water. But I think it gives it a vibe the way he pronounces it. And it's a really, really, really good song. Water, 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 water. Two more that I really like are RSVP, that RSVP came out right before he enlisted. And then one of his older songs, Habibi, that one is, I would say, one of the more risque songs that he has and it's really fucking good it goes
0: hard it goes hard
1: we there was this one video of him in paris doing a show and from what i can see his stage presence is really great i am so looking forward to any opportunity that i can have to see him on stage and lastly what i would like to mention well two things one he introduced me to ph1 because i really like their song iffy And I first listened to it because of Sik-K. And then PH1 is also in it. So I was like, who's this guy? And that's how I kind of went into that hole. And lastly, Sik-K is a bit darker in complexion than a lot of Korean entertainers. And I love it because he doesn't see it as a bad thing. He actually dropped a song in red tape called Melanin, where he's basically just flexing about his his melanin. melanin. Yeah, and like- As he should. And I love it because a lot of times in Korea, the darker you are, the worse it is. Mm -hmm. Kind of like in Hispanic countries, the whiter you are, the better it is. Sometimes they even go through like lightning creams, lightning processes. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's like, fuck you guys. I like my melanin. It's great it makes me look great. I feel good about it. It's great and I enjoy that. With that, we would like to move to two of the newer artists in higher. The first one would be Big Naughty. He is one of the younger artists signed in. He's still in high school. I believe he's 18 now, I think. But he is so freaking talented for an 18-year-old. He knows what music he wants to put out. He knows his vibe. He knows he has vision and For Jay Park to see someone that young and say, hell yeah, you're someone that would greatly benefit my record label and sign him on is amazing to me. And and I think he brings a lot to the label, even though he's a fetus. He raps and he sings. And even though he's in high school and a lot of his music is still kind of very high school, it's still can appeal to the older crowd because I still like it.
0: But I also think that it's good that he has those moments because, for example, he released that song right before the CSATs, the Korean National Entrance Exam for Colleges. Mm-hmm. And I think that like a lot of idol groups, not to bring idols into anything, but just saying a lot of idol groups try to capitalize on the schoolboy concept. And I think the fact that Big was doing Something that was so true to him and to his life and to his moment and things that people his age could relate to, which are the ones listening to him, mm-hmm. is the best move and the smartest thing to do.
1: I think eventually he'll become one of the artists that Jay Parker, the CEO, can rely on in mm-hmm. hire besides PH1 and CK mm-hmm. and the next artist that we're going to talk about because of what he has put out at such a young age it's so good and if we look into the red tape and the blue tape he was heavily involved in a lot Mm -hmm. of songs. he came out with a song called joker which featured jamie it is good like really good so i'm just excited to see what he can come up with in the future because i think his future is super bright and then finally (laughs) So we're going to talk about Hire's latest artist, which might be actually the artist in the label with the most experience. And that is JB from God7. If I was excited about Yugium joining AOMG, I was over the moon about JB joining Hire because it just made sense. It fits so well with the songs that he had put out before as death and just the songs that he had written and was able to actually release uh, with GOT7 under JYP. And it was such good news. I I was so happy that day.
0: And and the thing is, we knew that it was him because AOMG and Hire have this way of like spoiling who they're gonna hire. And I remember there was a video of the Hire artist going through the Instagram of the upcoming talent and everyone could tell that it was jb's default picture like we all saw his instagram profile and we were all like oh the next artist is jb and like some people were saying oh you know wait for us to be called clowns because we're gonna be wrong and it's like no we know we're right and that beautiful mullet like when it came out it was just it didn't matter he was wearing a helmet we didn't care. We knew it was him. And
1: it was a whole ass experience. They really, because JB is already an established artist and Hire is a new label, the fact that they were able to sign him was a really big deal. And they really, really took advantage of it, which I love because like, hell yeah, take advantage of it. I and mean, I'm sure he didn't care. Like he's happy that he signed with this label. So if JYP it works both was of you. was
0: milking him all the same and he was mm-hmm. hating every second of it. At least he has a lot of independence here. He's mm-hmm. doing what he wants. Like, I th- I think we all saw, and again, I came in late to the Agassi situation, but we all saw the way JYP did not care for JV's musical ear, for his ideas, for his just integrity as a producer, for anything that he brought to the table, which is a lot, so- I think it was whatever Jebom is doing right now makes sense because Mm -hmm. he's doing his his radio DJ thing now every Wednesday and interviewing himself uh, as his different personas. And just the freedom he has now to be himself, the fact that he's posting selfies without makeup and, and with like little breakouts here and there and not being perfect just fucking feeds my soul. Because you could tell that that poor man was just doing what he had to do in JYP and now he's doing what he wants to do Mm -hmm.
1: and he was being the the rock the steady foundation for the group as a whole as a leader and that's a lot of responsibility Mm -hmm. and just the way that he joined and how excited he was and all the lives that he did when he signed on (laughs) some were a little bit more exciting
0: (laughs) exciting, than (laughs) others.
1: were a little bit more exciting than others um, uh huh. sorry cough, cough cough but he was just so excited and when he signed on jay park told him look i can't really teach you anything about singing because you're a better singer than i am and he is but i can teach you everything else and i think that's kind of what sold him also yugium had already signed on to amg and I think that was kind of also a catalyst for him to sign into Hire. And it also makes sense that they're not in the same label. They have very different feels. Yogium is a bit more mainstream. His music is not pop, but he is a little bit more mainstream than mm-hmm. JB. JB is fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense that he's in Hire. And so I think he fits perfectly with the label. The music that he has released under Hire has been delicious. The way that, kathy really like yugium's album i really like jb's album and but the fact that he's still able to release music under Deaf, even though it's not he it's not he doesn't release under higher with Deaf, but the fact that he is able to release his music is it's great like
0: a physical album too yeah like that was unheard yeah. of so. yeah
1: yeah it was it was a legit release it wasn't like a a soundcloud mixtape it was an actual release i mean even though he released like 40 million songs six months before quietly one day on youtube he actually did release a like a whole ass album it was so good i love it was when when (sighs) they
0: when he released switch it up other than the feature not a fan of the feature i honestly it's just it takes me out of the song i really liked it and Laura is way more into that music than I am, but I did listen to the album a few times because just gotta support my leader, <laughs> like whatever <laughs> he's doing. I'm I'm following. So I really like that when he joined Higher. Again, something that I think we all get with J Park is a lot of authenticity and and genuine just everything. And with JB, we got a whole behind the scene into like how they signed the contract. They talked about how many times they met. We know JB was being courted by a lot of different labels. And also, we also knew about him joining because that news had leaked. That was another one that they reported. It had leaked that he was signing with higher. So we, all the signs were there. And I, I have my theories about how that was leaked on purpose because nothing gets out if you don't want it to get out. That's mm. that. Like If you, you have the right NDAs in place, nothing is getting out.
1: Especially in Korea.
0: Especially in Korea. That news got out, I think, as like a temperature check on the public. Mm-hmm. And I think as a territory pissing marking moment between labels. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was very purposefully done. And that's on working in PR and communication. I really enjoyed all the content that was released after JB was signed. I loved all the things that were done for his album drop and all the music that he released initially. and. I just love again, the fact that he's getting to do so many things, and also his songs with Junie slap
1: I was just gonna say the standout song from that album is fame with junie like, I think I' fucking of that song
0: there's something about them two writing together, like is an incredible songwriter, Ugh, and I delicious. think j b just really knows his shit and like his what he wants to say on his music, but I think the two of them together just make magic
1: it, they really do. they really do my favorite song in his death album is the one with juni too like i i can hear them the whole day i don't care and with that like we mentioned with yugium that his title song for his first release was with gray jb's title song was with jay park so in all of the music shows that he went and performed at jay park was with him which was really nice and one of the things that connected them as artists was that they're both b-boys so they like did a little homage to their b-boy with uh, their performance of by the way which was really cute i
0: enjoyed it and i really do think jb is like laura was saying earlier one of those members that's going to take higher forward but i love the fact that it's like j park and jb are both named jebom they both were jyp artists they both were the leaders of their groups they both were b-boys like I can imagine that for JB, it was a difficult decision to make when he was choosing labels, but mm-hmm. I can also imagine that he felt at home right away. And yeah. he also talked at length about how he became close quite quickly with like CK and PH1. So I'm just happy that he's home. It's all
1: yeah. And it makes sense because they're the oldest artist within the label. I mm-hmm. think if we take out J Park. And it it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And JB can do the ph1 type music which i think he does more under def and then he can also do the fuckboy music which i fucking love and that's ck
0: just really briefly i know the artists are the bulk of what we want to talk about but i wanted to shout out groovy room i think the two of them just top line melody geniuses as producers, they add so much to all the music that they work on. And I think that they actually knew J Park from before they were signed, obviously, and they were being scouted and people wanted to sign them. And they were waiting for J Park to finalize setting up higher music. And the loyalty and how they trust each other working together, I think, really speaks volumes so i just really love that relationship and and then because they've done so much for higher music and they can probably continue to do whatever they want to do on their own they actually jointly with higher founded their own label called area and the reason why i know about all of this is because in one of Harry's features back in 2021 was for Murani, And she was on Show Me The Money 9. And she did the song called Achu, which was like huge so hit. Oh,
1: good. So
0: good. And she did, I think it was Daisies with Harry. Mm-hmm. And I got into her and then I saw she got signed with Area, So I saw that that was part of Groovy Room's new joint venture with Higher Music. So there's just a lot of talent and there's a lot of paying it forward. And then Woogie is... Another producer that deserves to be shouted out because he is usually all over their music. And you can yeah. just I, I really like that about Hire in general and AMG. They both list producers very significantly. I think they're one of the few labels I've seen that give as much emphasis as they do to producers as to as they do with artists. Like they they give credit where credit is due so yeah i just i admire that and i think everyone should take that as a practice i
1: i'm just looking forward to when they release the news that hire is going on a tour because i am ready my soul has been ready
0: oh my god like, yes. everything has been
1: ready for this moment like i need it we need it the u.s needs it the world needs it
0: i don't ready. know i don't know like, like what is stopping them it doesn't make any sense
1: AOMG did it. Where's higher? Where is higher? Like you guys have artists that speak English. Like, what are you doing? Bigna, PH one. They speak English.
0: Like PH one should come home, like like make money story. here for money. Anyway, I am literally waiting for this announcement. Like poor Harry was in the middle of his first tour when COVID hit and that's where that ended. Like he hasn't been able to come back out and I just feel for him and I need him to be on stage.
1: I will go anywhere.
0: Europe, I'm there. Asia, sign me up. The US, I'm here already. Latin America, homie. (laughs) I can speak Spanish. They know me over there, it's all good. Like. I got you. Australia been dying to go around with kangaroos. Like we're ready. I'm going. It's it's we're there. We know that these labels are going to keep rising. We thank you guys for joining us on this very self-serving last couple of episodes. I mean, I don't know what episode is not self-serving at this point for us, but these two in particular, and this last one for me, clearly from my proposal earlier, you can tell was very self-serving so we hope that you guys join us on this journey of following the the progress and the growth of AOMG higher and now more vision so Harry call me thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast we have lots of great content coming up ahead so please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and if you enjoyed our episodes please rate us five stars
1: And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!